Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to Phoenix 5-0-Info. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis, with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. We're coming to you once again from Police Headquarters in downtown Phoenix. As always, I'm joined today by my co-host, Sergeant Rob Scherer. Official co-host, boss. Nice to hear. And with the the, the uh, shirt's in the mail. We, yes. We're going to get that. Awesome. Over to you, with your title above your door. If I can get a mug, vest. too, that says co-host, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, world's greatest co-host? Yes, world's greatest. All right. Uh, we'll work on that. <laughs> but today, in all seriousness, no, I want to talk about uh, this topic that uh, really only hit home this year for me. Uh, because uh, I've got some high school seniors. But there is a game that is being played uh, locally here. Uh, as I understand it, most, if not all, high schools, um, typically the seniors, are playing this game, and it's raising some concerns. And there is actually a police connection to this. Rob, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, senior assassins, which, oddly enough, hit home for me also. I don't have a senior for some reason at, at my son's. High school juniors get to partake. I don't know if that's to build the pot or whatever the theory on that is, but um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, at, at first thought, it's kind of like oh, not not a bad idea. It's kind of brings everybody together. It's a whole you know class oriented game. There's teams. There's you know for us, there's tactics and things like that. That's that's all well and fun. But yes, definitely a police connection when it's all said and done. When you look at the safety elements and what could result of it, um, definitely a police angle to it. So if you don't know what we're talking about, the game Assassins, or Senior Assassins as it's sometimes referred to, it it's basically water tag, right? right. Yeah. So you're using water guns, and you actually what happens is that everybody um, gets an assignment, and you, in effect, are the assassin, and you have to track down and uh, tag with the water gun, you know, the water, right. spray your, your opponent or your target to get them out. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... Sounds simple enough. Sounds simple enough, yeah. Um, obviously, when you bring in the water gun element um, and some of the and oddly I think water unique. gun. When I say water gun, I'm thinking fluorescent, clear, oh, you know, pl- translucent plastic. Right. You know, when we or used the to play water tag. super soaker or something like that. That's gonna, you know, clearly look like some type of uh, cartoonish clowny, you know, right. thing. But that's not what we're concerned about, right? Because there's a new product on the market that has become. Uh, uh, unfortunately, very popular right. with the players of this game, which are high school kids. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know the specific brand, but it it looks eerily similar to you know a gun that we may carry as as law enforcement officers out on the street. Um, I know it's predominantly usually white in nature, but obviously when we when it comes to us. Color doesn't matter. I mean, real guns come in all colors anyway. So yeah, we've seen um, actual guns manufactured in pink or coated in different blue plastic or right. just whatever the material is. So a gun's a gun, and in the dark, it doesn't matter because the silhouette is the concern of the or the uh, the the posturing, the body um, language. That's what right. we're looking for when we're trying to determine whether or not something is going to be threatened right. to us. Yeah, and a lot of times this engagement with these the kids out doing this is in a public setting. Um, obviously, you're not going into someone's house to do this. Um, you may try to get them outside, but you're in a neighborhood. You may be at a, a convenience store. You may be at a fast food restaurant, things like that. You're in a public setting. And individuals, I mean, if I didn't have a 16-year-old kid and wasn't in law enforcement, I probably don't have any clue about this game. And I see one kid attacking another kid which with what looks like a gun. Obviously, very concerning circumstance when it comes to you know the general public seeing this and then 
you know, eventually our response. And we know law enforcement agencies are getting calls about suspicious behaviors in some of these calls, what it boils down to. And the kids are the ones that have been talking to the police officers. We know that they've been forthcoming with that information. We saw recently a report from Gilbert PD. The kids admitted, said, no, this is a game. It's water tag, but it's a game. It's called Senior Assassin. And you're probably not going to get, this probably isn't the first call you're, or the only call you're going to get about this type of activity. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's um, at least, you know, with the, some knowledge that I have from, from my son being involved, it's it's full-blown planned tactics, planned nights with your team. Um, and I don't know how other schools work, but my son is part of a, you know, a five-person team that, that goes out and attempts to, you know, get as many, you know, quote-unquote kills as you can, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's planned events. There's certain elements where you can track other people at certain times and things like that, or where you have to make yourself trackable through other social media platforms. Um, but yeah, it's, like I've said, when it gets to the point of actually engaging these other people in this game, which, which the kids, I guess, should know better. But when you're going into it, you know, you're thinking water tag, which all of us did back, but you were getting super soakers. You were excited to get out 50 foot away from someone and be able to get get a drop of water on them. Now, now it's elevated quite a bit, obviously. And there's money involved. Yeah. I, I hear that some of these, uh, it, and there's an important distinction here to be made because, uh, as I understand it, in some cases, uh, the student council, not the official school student council, but the students who are serving on council. Uh, kind of informally lead this thing up and it's I say informally but it's pretty organized they use social media they use uh, other kinds of uh, you know connected chat rooms and those types of things to not only give out the assignments but to also keep track of those assignments as the lists continue to get checked off there's a, a, a leaderboard there's a buy-in and there's a pot a jackpot uh, if you get out in some cases there's an opportunity to buy your way back in which increases the pot so right. we're talking uh, in some cases, hundreds, if not thousands yeah, of dollars, I've heard, for some of these schools. So yeah. so the, that begs the question, of course, to any reasonable person, why doesn't the school get involved? Yeah, I think um, the school doesn't, I mean, just from my perspective, the school doesn't want any part of this. A, the money factor isn't, isn't anything they want to own liability-wise, and then obviously the actions by the kids on non-school times. I know, at least for, for my knowledge of the schools I know that are doing it, school hours are off limits practices are off limits to and from schools off limits um, anything that engages or is related to the school in any way shape or form is off limits as far as you can't you're not getting shot with a water gun at that point so um, they, they the this and the students know this and whether or not it's in an agreement or whether or not they're just savvy enough to know where these worlds are these safe areas like school school activities those types of things if they were to participate in those areas or on those grounds or in connected to those events it pairs it into a school event right. which the school now does have jurisdiction over but there the school is facing a really uh, pre uh, precarious they're put in a precarious position because this activity technically is not taking place either on school grounds or during during school hours which separates them and their authority from being able to put a stop to this. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's some of that we've talked about it in, in recent podcasts, that communication between those teachers, the administration and parents, you know, it's a collective oversight over these kids as, as they're in school, out of school. But yeah, when it's not on school grounds and not related to a school function to and from um, school really has no, I guess, jurisdiction, if you will, over, over what's happening with those kids at that time. So if you're out, you're going to uh, get a burger or you're go doing your grocery shopping, uh, you're going out to see a movie, you see a group of kids and they're wearing floaties. Right. 
or goggles, like swim goggles, and right. they're clearly not dressed for the pool. Uh, correct. Okay, these are indicators that these kids are pro- might be playing this game. Right, yeah, and as I understand, those are um, elements that you can purchase through the game that you're now safe. You know what I mean? You're, you, you're acknowledged as part of the game, but you've got a floaty on. You're in public with a floaty on. Interesting, interesting way of doing it that's easily identifiable for these kids. But you're, you're off limits. You can't be tagged out, if you will. So were it not for those safe elements, this game could go on forever, obviously. They, they want to try to keep it to the school year. They want to be able to try to give that, uh, that jackpot award to the winner. Right. But to negate all of that, they have these purge days. Right. Where the floaties don't matter. The goggles don't matter. Right. You can't turn off your locator on your phone. Right. So you're visible to everyone. And that's the opportunity for people to go buck wild and get their targets. Yeah. And you're you're talking about kids in an element like this playing a game. Um, the competitive element comes in. And I don't think their foresight makes them see, hey, I know this is a purge. But, man, you're in a public place. You're running around with these these water guns, and I understand they're that water look guns, like real that guns look like real guns. Um, what can result of that is is pretty significant, especially when you look at it from our perspective. So a group of teenagers waiting for their friend to come home from work, and they're parked in a car around the corner from the house. Well, that's going to look suspicious, and that's going to raise eyebrows. That's going to generate police calls. Right. So, right. And it could lead to a, a high-risk vehicle stop where police officers actually, by policy and by you know pol- common police tactics, we're going to protect ourselves, and that could mean pointing our lethal firearms downrange, which can be jarring for uh, anybody who's never been in that position. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody that's in any position, if you're downrange of the barrel of a gun, that's not a fun place to be. Um, just have the understanding that you're going to be involved in this game. You're going to be in a neighborhood where someone's kind of doesn't recognize a car that's outside their house, and there's a bunch of kids in there, and they're messing with their water guns, which to them look like real guns. That's now heightened. Um, you know, that can in turn turn into a call for service where we are responding to a call of multiple subjects inside of a car, certain description with guns. And that's all we know. We don't know that it's teens playing a water tag gun. We don't know that they're water guns. We don't know any of that. All we know is what's provided to us through the call over the telephone. These officers are going to do the very, very best to not only keep themselves safe, but also look out for the people they're going to make contact to to make sure that they're making the right decision. But we have to stress that it's the behaviors and the level of compliance that are going to make a huge difference in here. This is the important conversation that you have to have with your kids if they're going to be out and about on their own without your supervision is you have to be cognizant of your behavior in public. Yeah. Yeah. I had this exact conversation with my son. Hey, this is a delicate choice. I'm going to let you have fun in high school. Um, But if you get in a situation where there's engagement with any sort of law enforcement, you will listen, you will obey, you will you will over obey. Um, and you have to be, you have to make those decisions because understand, even if we know this game's going on and, you know, there's been internal communication where our department has an element of knowledge that this is happening. We still, um, we still are in a place where we're going to respond to that call the same way we would, if we didn't know what was going on, we're going to assume there's guns, if not a bazooka inside that car. And we're going to respond accordingly to keep everybody safe to, again, to include those inside the car. If you're in that position, Listen to the officer. Obey commands. If he says step left twice, then you step left twice. If you turn around, you do whatever that officer says to ensure your safety and and theirs. And after it's all said and done, we can have a lighthearted conversation with, hey, this was the assassin's game. This is what it is. 
I'm sorry, you know, uh, we put ourselves in this position. We're just out here trying to have some fun. And, and we, to a degree, understand that, but understand our reaction when it comes to, to that or any other case where we're responding to someone with a gun. So it's definitely a conversation that we want parents to have. We want teachers to have with the students. We encourage everybody to get on the same page with this because there's a fun way to do this. In fact, um, there's uh, a, a lot at stake, not only your, your future, uh, your reputation, maybe you, you have college plans, Maybe you want to play for uh, you know a team, and and you have a code of conduct that you have to follow. There's a lot of repercussions here that I think I remember being a teen myself. You don't really think two, three steps ahead right, down the road. Right. You think about now, and you think about maybe tomorrow. Right. But those are the types of things that we need to uh, really instill uh, the the uh, the importance of thinking twice about the outcome of their not only their behaviors but how you might look to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And in. in it comes down to that communication, and it's it's incumbent upon us adults to have those conversations with those kids. I mean, they are kids. I know sometimes they may be taller than us or or whatever, but they're uh, they're kids, and they're gonna their minds are gonna operate as such. Like you said, they're not thinking more than twelve hours ahead. They're yeah. just not. And they'll find know. another. If we if we take this away, there'll be something else. I read in one of the comments online in one of the stories that was posted that this game was actually also played with spoons, which meant that you had to get closer right to close, your target right. yeah to make that happen so interesting well um hey i want to thank you the listener for uh giving us your ear and helping us to amplify this message i think it's very important uh we as a law enforcement community want to make sure that not only our kids are safe and protected and have a good uh, adolescence and teen years and early uh, young adulthood but also for the rest of their lives we just want to make sure that we're on the same page we want to have those conversations with not only you but the the teens involved so that we can br- build that relationship and bridge that gap. Well, I want to thank my uh, co-host, Sergeant Rob Shearer, for thank joining you, us today. You bet. I want to thank my producer, Pablo. Uh, I want to thank Bonneville for the time. And as always, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earning a cash reward and remaining completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS with your tips. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. Until next time, remember, we're all in this together and be safe out there. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.